Hello and welcome to the Marks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. Uh, and this week we are talking about Sorry to Bother You. But before that, we have some news to get into. Uh, the first bit of news I have is, uh, well, what seems to be kind of uh, commonplace, unfortunately, is that there's more layoffs in the movie industry uh, and more um, taking down of streaming content. Uh, this time it is Roku. Uh, Roku is laying off 10% of their employees and will uh, take up to 65 million uh so they're they're like going to spend sixty five million dollars to remove streaming content from their service. Oh, basically to save money. Um, this is right after, or after they did this, basically their stock prices went up by like nine percent. So they made money by cutting all this right away. So uh, yeah, that that's pretty shitty and not great for those workers. And uh, yeah, feel sorry for the, the workers at Roku. Yeah, that's. And uh, it, it kind of shows the classic uh, kind of tr- trope in uh, capitalism. Uh, here, at, uh, Variety has like a like a sort of graph of all the major layoffs. Mm-hmm. So like uh, Roku was a big one. Uh, Barstool Sports did like a twenty five percent layoff in uh, August. Um, what else was it? Uh, National Geographic uh, laid off all their writing staff. All, all of them. Yeah. What the hell? Um, Disney. The Athletic did like four uh, yeah, percent. Los Angeles Times laid off seventy four percent. Seventy four percent. Jesus Christ. Um, Spotify laid off two hundred employees. Oh, Paramount man. did twenty five percent. Yeah. So, uh, layoffs really are uh, happening a lot. Because uh, you gotta make more money for that CEO, you gotta make more money for the stockholders. So yeah, oh, we're on the room. The rooms are on our end. <laughs> yeah, d- d- don't mind the motorcycles. People like to, to be loud, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my, uh, my next bit bit of news, unless you had something to say about it, is that uh, uh, fuck the CEOs, I guess. Yeah, um, agreed. So solidarity forever with the workers. Yes, thank you. Um, this so it is festival season. Um, so today is like the kickoff of TIFF, uh, which is the Toronto International Film Festival, which is kind of the biggest film festival in our country. Uh, we were invited. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's very interesting because like with like the actors and uh, writers being on strike, there's a lot less sort of fanfare, but there's still. Like, people are still going to movies, which shows that, like, movies are more, I would say, just as popular, if not more popular right now than ever. Yeah. And that's just more incentive to be like, hey, maybe pay your actors and your writers because they're drawing in crowds. Like, uh, the director for TIFF was saying that, yeah, like, we're seeing no dip in ticket sales. So it's like, yeah, like, people want to go see movies. People like seeing movies. True. So maybe just pay the actors, uh, which... Uh, basically there's been no new, new news really in the uh, actors or writers strike uh, since the last time we talked about it uh, when they were basically brought in to be lectured by the CEOs and be like, hey, just just give up. Um, but going back to festival news in, in more of a uh, sort of fun sort of thing that happened is that uh, uh, Jean-Luc uh, Godard, uh, Godard's last work before like that he finished like 
or didn't finish, but like he died in the process of making, yeah. uh, is going to be released through uh, Kino uh, uh, Lorber. Which, oh, yeah. uh, if you're like in the Blu-ray and uh, 4K space, is like a big player in uh, like releasing old movies and stuff they like that. They just did a 4K of 12 Angry Men. They did, uh, which I am going to buy at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. Let's go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I'm interested to see what, see what uh, happens to that. It was, I believe it was finished by his longtime uh, uh, cinematographer. I think oh, okay. that's, that's who finished it uh, after his death because he died this past year. Yeah, uh, no, it's fairly recent. Yeah, and it was uh, it was purchased uh, out of TIFF. So yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, fun little little thing. Because uh, I mean, uh, Jean Luc uh, Godard was like kind of a, a leftist movie figure for a long time. So and yeah. definitely a figurehead of the French New Wave as well. Exactly, another thing that. I personally enjoy a lot. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was just fun little uh, festival news. And yes. I'm interested to see kind of what movies are going to come out of this festival um, with like the directors and writers being on strike to see kind of what uh, what catches on. Yeah, I, I hope that someone gets uh, by his um, new Linklater, The Hitman. That one looks good. Yeah. Gwen Powell, Asia Arjona from Andor and Morbius. <laughs> uh, both five tier, both five star films or projects. <laughs> D- definitely, yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely the dream is to go to TIFF one day. That'd be great. I, I, I would love to do that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be pretty cool. So uh, if anyone knows anyone at TIFF and wants to hook us up, hook us up. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with all that podcasting money that we don't have, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's all the news I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, that should be it, I think. All right. Well, then, after a short little news segment, let's get into the movie. Oh, so this is sorry to bother you. <laughs> uh, some fast facts here. It's directed but written by Boots Riley. Uh, he's a rapper as well, or used to be a rapper, but he does movies now, I guess. He was the uh, head of the coup, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. The coup did music fest as well. So uh, the coup and... Someone else? Who is, can uh, he he uh, he w- like he wrote the music for this movie. Oh, okay. okay. Why is this working? Lakeith Stanfield <laughs> stars in it, as well as Tessa Thompson, Jermaine Fowler, uh, Terry Crews has a little cameo, um, Patton Oswald, David Cross, Danny Glover, Stephen Yen, and Army Hammer. So, pretty lowered cast. It's a great cast. Had a budget of $3.2 million and it grossed, I think about 20 18 and... 18.7 looks like so it did it, 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 it did good for its budget yeah and uh oh it's pierced by forrest whitaker as well so that's pretty cool and yeah. a few uh, other people but that's the, that was the only name that jumped jumped out to me yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun i really enjoyed it that's good uh what, is that your your initial thought okay well okay well this is my third time watching it i should <laughs> probably i should probably preface that third time fourth time one two at least at least three okay i think yeah um, it's great. I love this movie so much. This is like, if 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 I were to like, okay, like actually no, because I, I feel like it's I'm like oh I would I would use this movie to, to introduce my friends to, to communism. Not quite, because it's a little like I feel like if <laughs> like if you don't expect to see horse horse penis in a movie, then maybe it's might might put you away. But I like mean, I think 
even if you're like not into politics and you like pre-describe it as like an art house movie yeah it would be a good way to start conversation and I, th- I think it fits in with like the stereotypical gen z crowd yes whereas like like other audiences might find it a little weird but if you're like gen z like both of us are you're like not too caught off guard or you like yeah. want to be caught off guard if that makes sense yeah exactly definitely um i love the production design i, 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 I like the use of montage and how mm-hmm. like specifically the first scene when, when he first gets the job and then like they're ho- and like they're they're well while they're ha- while they're having sex the room cha- changes around them yeah it's super cool i love how like the tv folds into a bigger tv and the bed grows layers and the lights change it's a great it's a great cool effect and i this movie, this movie is so creative and like yeah it is a very very gen z very sporadic very random very edgy in, in some kind of ways and like i just love I, this movie is amazing i mm-hmm. love this movie so much and i can definitely see like where people like might not like it and find it to be a little too much but me personally yeah. i i it just it, it scratches like a particular itch <laughs> that, that i i want in my brain right. and it just works so well and the comedy is perfect mm-hmm. like even like uh so like uh getting into the movie kind of the running theme is that to sell stuff uh the main characters who are black use white voice to sell stuff david cross david he, cross yeah, and, like, David Cross being, like, the voice of, like, the white voice and, like, them doing, like, a lip sync to it just is, like, so comical but also yeah. just works so well. It's it's really well done. It's a really good running yeah. gag through this movie. Yeah. Um, but that brings me to, to sort of a question before we get uh, too deep into this movie because uh, I think it'll be a good spring off point. Uh, is this the most Marxist movie ever made? I, I saw that proposed in a paper, and I want to see your, your thoughts. I think of the twentieth of the twenty first century, I would say yes. Um, I would say obviously there's some like Soviet era, like or communist era Soviet films that might run for the money. Like definitely for sure of the Western twenty first century, I would say yes. I can't think of mu- much more explicitly pro communist films. Yeah, and well, not even I wouldn't even say I guess necessarily communist, but it's more yeah, like but like like, like, yeah. like it's a Marxist. Yeah. Uh, it has a Marxist understanding of how the world works that a yes, lot of yes. that a lot of works don't have. Like, like they might be like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I'm being exploited. Yes, like things aren't fair. Yes, like we should like have movements like a labor movement." But this one's yeah. like, "No, we need to go further than a labor movement. Like a labor movement is part of it. Yeah, but like it needs to go further." Uh, exactly. So, well, like, even like like this is I guess, skipping to the third act, but like how he fixes the things is like. Like, yeah, like he tries going going to the press. The guy hangs up. He guys trying going on the game show. No one listens. He go like, he, or, or, or like, or like they listen. Then it becomes like a bipartisan, like obviously you, you, you see the Republican and and the Democrat, like on stage for it. And you see like the worry free stuff go up. You see like all, all these things. It's like yeah, like some things don't work, don't work through, 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 through the proper quote unquote systems and channels. Yeah. Exactly, and then like how he because like they, he, they mentioned the foot the football team before, and how they're they're just dumb jocks that stick to, stick, stick together, and play football and work at the furniture furniture store. Reference to past me, <laughs> um, but like like how he creates creates solidarity, solidarity with them, and then and how they join in the fight against the police at, at the picket line. Yeah, 
like now he basically uses solidarity to fix this to fix to fix the problem. Yeah, exactly. How like like you don't necessarily need to know everything in order to be a useful tool to fight capitalism. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, like starting from the start, uh, let's, uh, I'm gonna go th- through some of my notes. Uh, what I really kind of appreciate about this movie is like the little details that are uh, seen throughout it. Mm-hmm. So, um, like when uh, like Akashus Cash Green, um, when he <laughs> which, you know, Cash, that, that's a, that's a nice little 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 nod. But like when he first gets a job, like one of his managers has like an anarchist tattoo on his neck. Huh. Um, which I'm not sure if you noticed that, but like, okay, but, yeah. but like, so like, it's kind of like show like, oh, like, uh, like, I definitely think that like uh, Boots Riley would be critical of anarchism, and, yeah. and seems to have like a more like Marxist communist uh, approach to things, and and like because the anarchist is a manager, so he's like working for capitalism, right? Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a a, a good little, I guess, uh, small detail that. You know, if you get it, you get it. Uh, yeah. a- another thing that I th- thought was really cool is uh, how we see um, Tessa Thompson's, like, Detroit's uh, earrings change throughout the movie. Yes. Uh, and, like, those will go, th- like, through different phases depending on, like, what's going on. Uh, another small detail that, like, is uh, kind of shown throughout the movie is the picture of his dad changes as the movie goes on depending mm-hmm. on what he's doing, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think that like just the like small little details work really well. Uh, what I thought w- was really kind of just like oh yeah like, like he gets it uh, was the whole we're a family uh, trope, <laughs> um, which like start they're like yeah like we're family and uh, how it's like basically used to exploit workers and how that is definitely the case. Like I've worked at lots of jobs where like yeah we're like a family and then. They treat you like shit because they probably treat their own family like shit. <laughs> We're a family, but not a unionized one. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like even even here, he asks like, "Oh, so that means we're gonna get paid more?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, no." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like like this movie just really gets like the little details like that, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, it also like so pretty much right away we get into sort of the labor movement aspect of this. Uh, what were your thoughts on like how they displayed? union organizing uh like through uh uh yang's uh, steven yang's squeeze that's this character's name uh, through squeeze's character as a union organizer um i really like his character i like how he kind of starts off like on the sidelines he kind of sees like obviously he's looking for like potential like in like potential organizers like that or like fellow someone who else can who can get the kind of this going as well like he sees Cash just asked asked the question about Bokeh and paid more. Light bulb. Okay, we can talk. To, this guy's safe, safe, safe to talk to. Talk, talk to him. Get the union going, and like, cause like ultimately, like yeah, like everyone in labor wants to get paid more. How do you get paid more? Like you, you do a union. Like it's yeah. Like, like, like obviously, there's union union dues, whatever. But like uh, as a whole, there, there's a reason why corporations try the hardest to disrupt unions. There's a reason mm-hmm. why. And why they spend uh, like millions and millions of dollars to fight union campaigns, like the case exactly. with Amazon most recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, yeah. They also like recently, like the, the, the NLRB in the states has been like pretty based about like union busting. Like, there's the one rule that they declared, like obviously saying things and enforcing things. Shut up, motorcycle. Like some of the <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying something and enforcing something is different, right? But like what they're saying about like how like oh like if if workers like ask for a union, 
and now like if corporations or like, or like asked for an election for a union and mm -hmm. the corporation does shady anti-union stuff then the election will be, will be canceled yeah and they'll have to recognize the union anyway obviously a nice sentiment if you can enforce that great mm -hmm. which uh, yeah which yeah. is left left to be seen but yeah uh, I'm, I'm no biden fan but at least his government has been relatively pro-worker i mean there's definitely some cases like the strike the the, 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 the railroad, railroad strike i think that's definitely the biggest blemish but like compared to like any other politician or like any president's union relations in the last 40 years he's probably the best one which isn't saying much, but not a high bar, <laughs> but, but it, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the, the railroad strike, not great. Really? No, that's just definitely a big blemish. Like, like, I don't know, Vosh, controversial guy. He's like, yeah, Biden's probably the, the most like pro union president since, since, since Reagan. Yes. That includes the, the, the railroad strike that shows how bad it has been the last 40 some years. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'd put the railroad strike as an equivalent of the uh, air operators strike that Reagan uh, kind of destroyed. Um, yeah. Because, like, that whole uh, strike, breaking, strike, strike breaking basically destroyed the union movement for the past 40 years. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back to the movie. Um, <laughs> what I, I know it's still relatively on topic, right? Because it's uh, yeah, still yeah, labor exactly. and union. Yeah. Um, but what I think this movie does a really good job as well is shows how, kind of how individualism is used as a tool for capitalism mm -hmm. um either by like pitting family against each other like uh how terry cruz i think it's his uncle if i remember correctly yes yep. um how like they're like fighting over money and like how money is like a tool that's used to divide people um and like later on how like he's just like trying to get money for himself and like maybe it's like his his girlfriend um but ultimately He's rather than trying to you know support everyone and like make everyone a little bit wealthier, he's okay with them being poor, so he makes lots of money. And yeah. how like it's a sort of individualistic nature of capitalism, which is like if as long as I'm okay, that's all that matters. Like who cares about the other person? Exactly. And then like promoting him because he could be pro union, but like oh if he's promoted and he's paid well, then it doesn't then like he won't care about the, about the union. Yeah, exactly. So like, you kind of lose all. I mean, yeah, you kind of. I hate. I mean, like, I get it. it it's a, it's a character arc. It's good writing. You're, you're supposed to hate Cash, like yeah. during that middle segment. But like, oh man, I just like scab. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it, it's very interesting because like it shows kind of, uh, like kind of the reward that's given to you for being a scab. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll bring it back uh, close to home. So in the uh, recent like uh, Manitoba liquor strike yeah. um basically like the starting wage for a part-time person is like 15 dollars an hour after a year i think it's 16 after that 17 like that kind of thing yeah um so for scab workers that they brought in their starting wage was 21 dollars an hour cheese and rice yeah so like they have the money to pay these workers more it's yeah. just that they want the power that having scab workers gives them because they're not unionized right yeah. Like, they, they'd rather pay people more and have them not unionized than have them unionized, but because then over time they can take away that pay, right? Yeah. Uh, like, if you can give them lots of money at the beginning, over time, it'll only be a very few people, like managers, who will get that lots of money. And even, like, mm. th there's a whole, like, kind of uh, 
thought of like uh, managers and how they're basically just like the new middle class and they're also being exploited. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of like like in depth thought that this movie uh, is kind of referencing, which I think it does a good job of. But yeah, um, another thing uh, that I would like to mention and I'd like to get your thoughts on is. Uh, this movie's sort of depiction of media. So uh, both uh, art uh, through um, Cash's girlfriend, uh, Detroit, uh, as well as through like the TV, which uh, plays a prevalent role, mainly the show, uh, I Got the Shit Kicked Out of Me. Uh, and then sort of the other two shows, which is uh, a news channel and then like a commercial for like this Amazon-esque company. So what, what was your thoughts on uh, this movie's sort of depiction of media? Have a cola and smile, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very um, RoboCop. Um, it felt very Verhoeven mm-hmm. of like outrageous ideas, but played straight. Yeah, I mean, which obviously just kind of satire. But like, but like, if you think about it, like what's what's popular now is like reality TV, which is like basically that, or like or like things like Survivor, or like. This is more like emotional pain, but like fucking shows like like Love Island and like Bachelor, Bat, Bachelorette. Like it's like emotional, like stuff. Yeah. Like oh, like you're you're going on dates with this person, you're ever oh, just kidding. It's all for drama and TV. It's like okay, like like it's just it's a it's a different kind of pain, right? Instead of taking a punch to the face, you're taking a punch to the heart, emotionally. Yeah. Like it's. Like it definitely like it definitely shows like the exploitation exploitativeness of um, reality TV I would say or you or even like like daytime game shows with like oh like getting this 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 much money or, or this much money or like mm-hmm. or like or like family feud or repeating people to get against each other that way but Steve Harvey's funny and it works. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's yeah, a good, good, good uh, point. Um, the way I saw it is uh, kind of like a Noam Chomsky-esque uh, sort of vision of manufacturing consent. Yes, yep. So like like with there being only sort of three options, like you're given like this illusion of choice, but really it's like the news, which is kind of anti-worker, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's the company, which is basically like, hey, look how awesome it is to live here with no critique, right? <laughs> oh my God, the f- <laughs> fucking... The fucking uh, cribs yeah like the the, with like the four bunk beds just people (laughs) chilling yeah uh and then with the the one show like i got the kick shit on me which just seems like it's supposed to be like a distraction right like it's kind of like the one sort of fun show but i'd buy that for a dollar yeah and and like it kind of shows just uh how media particularly like tv is used as a way of a manufacturing consent through like news and stuff uh, as well as being a distraction, but uh, yeah. but then there's also I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but there's also the newspaper, which the newspaper is very critical of sort of this uh, this company, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was very interesting. Now thinking on retrospect, and like it mm-hmm. seems like Boots Riley definitely has a very pro print print media uh, yeah. view. I, what did you notice that as well? Definitely. Um, something else that I wanted to touch on was like, why can't I remember my? <laughs> oh God, why? I hate, I hate, hate when, I, when I have a thought and I get distracted and I, and I lose that thought. Yeah. Um, okay, come back to me. Um, but yes, print, print media, print media. Yes. Do you have any more thoughts on that? That's great. Oh, sorry. How capitalism and media use like current events, either like left, left or like 
left the like the thing of how they monetize like his wig mm. or like like yeah. like the, or like yeah the headband and the hair type and, becoming, and it becomes a Halloween thing. Think of like how like when George Floyd passed, how there was like shirts with shirts with, with his face on it and whatever and stuff like how they like monetize like current events instead of like like which like <laughs> yes it kind of brings awareness also waters down the issue yeah uh, like yeah. well i think it's a direct reference to the kylie jenner pepsi ad yes yeah like like how like they're taking like like something like black lives matter uh, they're taking that movement and they're using it as a huge commercial to make a lots of money for that company, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and like how like you're basically being like, well, in this like the person who does it was originally like active like an activist for the union and they sell out just to make money for themselves, right? Yes, yeah. Like how like it shows like how capitalism uses like someone who was originally protesting against cash now is no different than him because she's now selling out to make money, right? Well, like uh, even like th- think of like some some of the people like. Like, either like behind like one, like like black 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 lives matter organization, I'm not sure which chapter it was, but like they were they were like buying fancy ass houses and fancy cars, like using donated money. Yeah, well, exactly right. Uh, and, and and so give it to the people who actually need need that money and like charities and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's easy to sell out in the charity lefty space. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and what like I think this does a good job of is kind of asking a lot of questions and bringing up a lot of topics that like leftists would normally uh, discuss, right? Uh, yep. So what kind of I thought about is like this does a good job of showing kind of the vices of capitalism and how they really are tempting, right? And how it is a challenge to resist it. Like making lots of money, that's pretty tempting because it, under capitalism, it it does it. Like, there's no argument. It makes your life better if you have more money. Like, anyone who says money does buy happiness, it buys away your stress, which can lead to happiness, right? Yeah. Also, um, like, literally, the hot capitalism lady, her name is debauchery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so it really is, like, something that us leftists kind of have to understand that it is a vice that people understandably want and need. Mm-hmm. And it kind of challenges us to kind of, uh, I think this is the quote, I forget who said it, but basically that it's either champagne for some or water for everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, we kind of have to choose one or the other. We can't have both. And uh, as as a leftist and like a, a communist, I think kind of what you have to do is kind of help other people understand that. Because like, like so much of the mentality here in North America specifically, since that's the context that we both are familiar with, the whole idea is that, uh, like, I'm just not rich yet. Like, it's not that, that you're poor, it's just that you're not yet rich, if, if that makes sense. And that's kind of been, like, the lie that's been sold as, like, the American dream or the Canadian dream, where one day you'll buy a house, you'll be rich, and that's really not becoming the case anymore. And oh, this, oh, to buy a house. What a crazy <laughs> idea. Right? And uh, I think this movie really understands and taps into that, that fear that young people are having right now. And uh, so like when we say it's a, uh, like a Gen Z millennial kind of movie, it's in that you know, a lot deeper than just uh, its theme, or in, than it's just uh, aesthetics. It's also in its themes and everything. Hmm. De- de- definitely. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's... It's great. It's 
Yeah, again, how it talks. To, like, I feel like this this movie could like be a great like discussion group for like either like I want to say Jujubly. No, Jujubly is weird. But like like <laughs> a, a lefty and and a conservative. Like like I could probably show us like conservative friends, and, and I'm sure they, they they'd have. Also, like, probably decent thoughts about it. I'm, like trying to think, of, like friends I had had that are conservative who I'd watch movies with. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, and uh, another thing that this movie does, well, don't mind me I just sing all the praises to this movie because I, I really do enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what it does really well is like show the violence that capitalism needs to exist. Yeah. Uh, both in uh, when Cash gets promoted, he's literally selling slave labor and military weapons. Yep. Uh, and uh, the cops are used, and they just like destroy workers. And uh, yeah. basically, like uh, Madawan, which we watched last week, yeah, it, it's a good showcase of how this is like a class war, and uh, yeah. how they don't really care about regular people, and they would rather see us die than have us join a union. And also, like the violence that uh, that 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 is needed to like take down capitalism exactly like, like, like it, it, we can't vote it out like i hear like uh, yeah, exactly. like when he first like tries to sort of be a revolutionary he's like yeah like call your congressman congresspersons like, yeah great it like, doesn't do fuck all like yeah like they're, they're all bought off by the companies like it's not going to do yeah. anything like exactly. exactly yeah what's the well, what's the one is that mao uh political political power comes from the barrel of a gun mm, i don't know that, that, that sounds like a mouth thing <laughs> possibly but anyway yeah like like capitalism is protected with 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 power and violence it, it, it can only be taken down with, with power and violence right exactly that's, yeah and like the movie did that doesn't end with him knocking politely on steve lift's door no it ends with him breaking it down there's exactly. no way to kill him like yep. that, that, that's like, like that at a good happy ending is oh yeah this person army hammer Funny enough, gets murdered, yeah. presumably off screen. Yeah, you you can pretty safely assume that. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, so what I think this does kind of show is how we lose our humanity to capitalism, mm-hmm. which I think is best showcased in uh, Detroit and Cash's relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like as he becomes like sort of more driven to make more money, the further he and Detroit get, right? Uh, and I think that just kind of shows how, like, the sort of, the drive to get richer and richer really makes you unhuman. And I think, like, Boots Riley would be pretty explicit in saying that, like, people like, I don't know, Elon Musk. And, like, those people aren't real humans and uh, that kind of thing, right? And, like, like that's a classic thing of, uh, of like, leftist movements where they're, like... Like there's two people. There's uh, there's there's workers who are regular people, and then there's capitalists who are like parasites, right? Like they're not real yeah. people because like yeah. they don't have to have any of the struggles that we do and anything like that. Like sure, they might have the same anatomy as us, but they haven't had the same struggles. They haven't had the same life as us. And I think that's kind of yeah. what Boots Riley's definitely referencing. Exactly. And if you aren't like an explicit leftist or Marxist or like someone who has that background, you might miss it. But as someone who is of that background, it's it's pretty pretty blatant to me. Yeah. The Marxist, the anarchist. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thanks, thanks, Trump. Um, so this another thing I, I kind of want to ask your opinion on is like, because I'm not sure if I have an answer, but uh, this movie seems to have something or, uh, to say about like drugs and capitalism, whether it be like coke, weed, or alcohol. Uh, did you notice that, or am I reading too deep into this movie? 
Uh, maybe. Like, I'm I'm assuming that like some of like that like, well like, going back to the 80s and say, like before, like cocaine was seen as a rich person drug, right? Mm-hmm. Or like powder, powder, powder. The reason why like powder cocaine had a lesser sentence than, than crack cocaine, right? Because powder, powder, powder cocaine was considered like. Like that, was, that was like a Wall Street drug. Lawyers. You know, it's the same drug, and uh, crack was just cheaper and used by black people. Exactly, cocaine they, 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 was used by rich white people. So, one's exactly. uh, one's bad, one's good. <laughs> it's the whole like racialization of the law, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Black black people presumably predominantly do this more. White people do this more. Okay, let's let's punish the thing that like poor and black people use more. Like, like that's. The law isn't the law isn't racist. Well, it kind of is actually. Like if you look at it from like a pure, what things get punished more, what things do this more. Like, yeah, the law the law is racist. Sorry, that's uh, yeah, yeah. And, and this definitely does have a lot to say about race. Uh, I won't get into it too much. I, I think there's definitely people who are are more uh, adequate and uh, yes, yeah, uh, experience that. But like, it, it just has to be mentioned. That, like, like I think that there's points where like cash is supposed to be uh, showing kind of the performance uh that race uh, is yes yeah when, when he's doing the the quote-unquote rap yes the, uh the yep. uh n-word shit rap yes yes uh yep. and and how like basically uh he uses that again to to gain more influence and, and power over these people and uh uh how like basically can like fake his way into things just by like fitting into a stereotype after he's like Earlier in the movie, he's like, "Yeah, like, like his like other like black friends, like yeah, like you're you're just like you're basically a white bl- a guy because like he doesn't do like stereotypical black things." And uh, yeah. I I don't have much to say about it, but I think if you watch it, that's something to look out for, and uh, mm-hmm. it's something to think about, and just something that Boots Riley does really good in kind of intertwining uh, race, class, and gender into capitalism. And I think this movie does a really good job of kind of not necessarily answering questions, but asking the questions which i think is a very marxist approach because i don't think uh, marx would even say that he had all the answers but he wanted to ask questions just to you know see where they go that's definitely for sure uh speaking of marx um what <laughs> <laughs> hey guess what i'm gonna talk about some marx stuff uh let's go so i th- so uh spoiler uh, alert uh, if you haven't seen this movie but there are some horse people in this movie yes. um which you know when you first see a little shocking well, uh, like a uh, human horse horseman with a horse cock yeah that's a little it's, it's, it's wait a little... sorry there, there is a reference we can we can make a tim robinson reference here any of these fuckers ever come out of the wall with like a massive horse cock or or, or donkey dick yeah boom i made i made my tim robinson reference nice Thank sorry you. marks marks <laughs> uh so now marks but uh so if you aren't like a big studier of Marx, you would probably miss it. But uh, what I find very interesting is that I think that this is a direct reference to Marx because um, mm. in Capital, he like he connects uh, workers to horses twice. Uh, okay. The first uh, is in Chapter 10, Section 6, when he calls uh, child factory workers as workhorses. Um, and later on, he calls South American mine workers... Um, or he, in reference to South American mine workers, he says that their bosses treat them like horses, uh, which is like two sort of references to Marx, I think, uh, or two quotes from Marx that I think Boutrelli is referencing 
by having you know horses as uh kind of the ideal worker in this situation uh, yep. which i find very interesting and uh i think it's very clear that boots Riley is a marxist and uh has read, and, and has read marx and i think he's uh, not too ashamed of that and would pretty openly say that he is <laughs> i'm shocked well even like like what like wasn't there like a press event where someone asked like like as a liberal left wing, he's like he's like, he's like, he's like uh, I'm a communist actually, or like something yeah something like that where someone like someone like called him a liberal or something he was like actually I'm a communist yeah like I think he's he's pretty he's pretty explosive being uh, called a liberal does suck to be honest like it's so hard someone calls me a liberal I want to punch that person so much like do not yeah. call me that yeah do not exactly. call me that <laughs> uh yeah so um i think that's pretty interesting uh another thing that i won't get into too much but i think you should uh watch this movie and then ask questions and look into is uh sex and capitalism sex and uh socialism um because you know that that, that is a, a thing uh if you uh here let me just pull it up if you want to uh if you have any thoughts on that i should pull something up real quick uh, sex is something that happens when when two or when two or more people love, love, love each other or don't or don't love each other. They just kind of find each other attractive. And like, like capitalism has a more like a trying trying try, try, like, I feel like because capitalism like you have to like view people as numbers. Like on the on, on the right, you see you see stuff like like who is that person who is like, oh like high value men need to have sex with women to keep body counts down. Like someone someone like like. When we're viewing people as like a high so value, are on our end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like on yeah, like we see like oh, high value men have to do this or like or like we're reducing people to like lower high value based off of like things that like don't really matter. I yeah. think and, and uh, sort of let's see here, I found the person I want to reference. So there's this uh, YouTuber named uh, Khadija. Uh, they have a youtube channel look them up it's uh k-h-a-d-i-j-a uh space m-b-o-w-e uh and uh they have a video uh basically about like sex and capitalism which i think would be a good sort of uh uh commentary on this section and i'll put a link in our uh in our notes here how was yeah. that for for a riff no, that was great thank you nice. thank you for that nice. well i uh, try to find uh, someone whose name slipped my mind. Um, so I think that's all I have to talk about, like the the themes and messaging of this movie. But uh, in actual yeah. filmmaking, what what do you think of like the 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 like music and stuff like that? The music music was great. It was a good like not like Neil job because like it was mostly like original music. I, I think, mm-hmm. but like written by Boots Riley. Like like when the when the right beats come come in when the right like it it does a good Neil job. Well, I would say. Um, shot well, lit well. There's no like Marvel, Disney. Everything's gray. Nothing. You you can't tell what things are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like most most shot on real locations. Practical horse people, which is which is cool. Like again, like again, we talked about before. Like with the way they they do they do the sets practically and how they change and unfold and you see like art, people people's art change and how like, it, it's just a great practical filmmaking. Also relatively low budget. Well, very, very little, but three, three million is pretty much nothing in modern filmmaking. It definitely looks more expensive than that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I guess like 10, 10 million or, or more, but no, it's a third of that. Yeah. E- even with like the stop motion section, I thought was very impressive yes. and creative. And uh, yeah, it, it just, it does a really good job of, of blending a lot of mediums and being uh, good at like 
creating an atmosphere and a world uh, for us to live in for the two-hour runtime. Yeah, anyways, that's all I have to say about this movie. Do you have anything else to add before we do a little review or uh, ranking or whatever? Uh, watch it. I think it's on nowhere, but I have it on Blu-ray. So. Buy it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought it from Walmart. I'm a nice. good socialist. Well, I don't think there's anywhere else really to buy it. I mean, I, bought, exactly. I, I, I own the digital copy that I bought through Apple, so uh, Great. Whoops. Well, okay, you got to get movies somehow, right? That's... Yeah, exactly. Obviously, I try, I try and support local when I can, but uh, oh well. Oh well. What oh are you well. gonna do? Sue me? <laughs> We're out in America. Uh, exactly. So what 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 would you give this? Oh, two two thumbs way up there, like into the asshole of the sky. That's like way into the atmosphere, stratosphere. Beautiful. Uh, I would also <laughs> give it two two giant thumbs up. Uh, Could I phrase that better? <laughs> Probably not. No, I, I I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get into the letterboxed uh, game, oh uh, which if you're new to this, uh, I read out four letterboxed reviews. One of them is something I made up, uh, and Cam has to guess which one I made up. All right. I was on like a two-run two run streak, and then I lost last week. Uh, yes. Oh, boy. Are you ready? No. Go right. ahead and read. Uh, <laughs> number one. Well, okay then. That movie wasn't horsing around. Number two. This movie is so insane that I accidentally broke the theater chair I was sitting in. The arm came off. Number three. The future is female ejaculation. Good, good shirt. Number four. Bojack got woke. I want to say four is, is, is the fake one because I know you're a Bojack person. Well, you would be correct. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> you you know me you know me too well. Um, yeah. Whoopsie whoopsie daisy. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what's your recommendation for this week? Oh, um, I was I, I was gonna say Andor, but I, but I can't do that again. I just can't. Um, what, what did I watch? Oh, I watched the Su- the Suicide Su- Su- Squad last week, and it was very good. I mean, like, obviously, like I'm, it's one of my favorite my favorite movies. Like I I like it a lot, obviously, but like. It's nice to watch a movie, watch a movie again. Like, oh, this movie's really good, and like very political and pretty based, pretty like based for a comic book movie. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'll take I, from what you've said. You you like really it. need to watch that. Like, it's 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 the most anti-American comic book and comic book movie. Now, this I think time. we talked about that last week, didn't we? Or a couple weeks ago? Or did did bring 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 up again? Or no, hold on. Uh, I, I may know. have to recommend something else. Yeah, that's um, fine. You, you can recommend uh, the same thing more than once. No, I can't. <laughs> well, 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 you think of something else. I'll recommend uh, because now it's on my mind. Bojack Horseman. It's a really fascinating show. Very dark. <laughs> Don't watch it if you want to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to see kind of just a really terrible person that's supposed to be Harvey Weinstein, watch it because it's very good but very dark. Carly Ray Jepsen has a new album. Um, well, it's not new, but it, it, it's a few, 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 few weeks old. But like, it's called the Loveliest Time. Her album before it's called the Loneliest Time. Probably a two-parter kind of thing. But they're both a very, very good album. So please listen to both of them. Also, Mike Means and the Benches new album comes out next week. And if you want to record before then, I'm gonna pull, pull it because they're a really good band. Um, as far as, far as Christian music music goes, probably some of the better, better, better stuff out there and like i'm pretty sure they're pretty impressive on, on things i don't know I, I don't know for sure but like they seem pretty cool anyway that's that nice 
Well, I think that's been our episode this week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time when we talk about uh, something. Something. Bye-bye now.